Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome on this Monday night. Blessings to you. Amanda Grace here with Marty Grisham, who had me and his wife, Jenny, cracking up before we even went live. So this is going to be a fun, interesting, and a Holy Spirit-filled night. So I'm going to bring him on in a couple minutes. I'm actually going to have Marty open up in prayer. We're going to go back and forth. So Marty's going to open up in prayer tonight. Uh, and so welcome to everybody coming on. Welcome to our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. As usual, Grace the Dove is out and about, and you never know when she may do certain things like land on my head live without me expecting it. So you never know. So we'll see about that. Uh, also, I'm going to show Marty. We're going to do caption this, but I have another picture to show to explain also that I think you all gonna enjoy. So let me bring in my co-host from Loudmouth Prayer, Mr. Marty Gisham. Hey, Amanda. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, very good. Would you like to open up in prayer, Marty? I would love to open up in prayer. Praise okay. God. Okay. Um, Father, we just thank you in the precious name of Jesus for your presence. Lord, we are asking tonight that you lead us and guide us, that we're not just speaking words that we've come up with, but we're speaking the very oracles of God. We're speaking, Father, what is needed for the equipping of the saints, that they'll rise up and take their place like never before, for the hour is short and the time is of essence. And, and Father, we thank you that tonight you use Amanda's voice and you use my voice to get people in position like never before. For there's much to be done. There's many assignments to be handed out, and they can only be handed out when those are found faithful. So, Father, we thank you that everything we say gives glory to you, that we only uplift man and never put him down. And, Father, we thank you that the Holy Spirit, who can be anywhere through purpose in his own heart and mind, as, he, uh, as we speak tonight, the Holy Spirit will go everywhere that the hearers own, own for weeks and months to come, everywhere that the hearers sit. The Holy Spirit will open up the eyes of their understanding and shine light unto them and show them where they are and where they need to be, that they can make those adjustments, that they can pursue the things of God, that they can hunger and thirst after you like never before, and that they can be put in the placement and in the divine order which you call for, Father, because we search after one thing in this late, late hour, Lord, to be usable like never before by you, that your grace will not just settle upon us, but flow through us. That your virtue and power and healing will not just be something we read about in a book or we tell a story that another person's done, but we would daily have occurrences of your power operating through our life, touching the lives of all of those around us. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, sweet Holy Spirit. We thank you that your presence is ever with us right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, so before we begin, I want to make sure A, my ringer is off, and B. Yes, me too. Ringer's off. Okay, we're going to do caption this. 
Okay. Now everyone knows because I showed a picture that we were at the Freedom Gala at Mar-a-Lago. We had got invited and and we went. Now the day before we left, okay, for this because I showed the picture last week just at us at the you know at the gala, but before the day before we left, something happened at our house. I kid you not, in the tree that was next to our house, a bald eagle landed and perched literally the tree that is almost touching our house wow landed and rested there the day before we left wow so i thought i would show that what do you think about that i think about that um i think there is um I want to say the eagle anointing because we've had this talk about things and, and someone could say, well, show me the eagle anointing in the word. What in the world is the eagle anointing? Um, well, you separate the anointing and you separate the eagle. The eagle many times talks about the leader and it is representative of our beautiful, wonderful nation. And uh, honestly, probably some could call the president the eagle. And then, so you've got that. And then you have people that are called to help the president. Some pray for him. Some do other things for him. So if someone has this eagle anointing, which I think you've talked about, so that you have been seen, and I saw it too, as well because we were together. Yes. I can't remember what conference we were at, but um, it was Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, okay. and you were given this staff, and then also a friend of mine, had just a prophetic friend of mine, uh, had just told me some, you know, that the Lord said that you had the eagle anointing while he was just driving there, and so um, I don't know. I mean. We don't put, we don't, we don't, we're not led by outward signs, but we do believe in them. And we can see that sometimes God does it just because he's God. We're led by the inward witness. We're led by the Holy Spirit. We're led by the word. But these outward signs, I'm telling you, sometimes it's just glorious that God just wants to show off. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I just thought I'd show that. I forgot yes. to show it last week and, and it was something where, where my jaw dropped and we're all standing outside. Look, I, I took footage, so I'm going to put up the footage. Yeah. Uh, hopefully soon of, of, of the eagle. Okay, so we've got caption this, Marty. Okay. Mine or yours? <laughs> okay. Um, let's do yours first. I tell you, uh, I have faith that you brought me something good this week. So praise okay. the Lord. All right. I got two picks. Okay, ready? Okay, show me what you got. Here's the first one. Holy moly. Okay. That's a ghost, by the way, that so, you stole that I had up as a decoration. That's a, is that a reindeer? It's a moose. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was thinking it was a reindeer. Oh, it could be a reindeer, though. It could be with the hoof. It could be, let's see. Hmm. If it was a reindeer, I'm thinking like reindeer jerky. Reindeer instead of deer jerky, you know, because I mean, I know a lot of hunters and they make their deer in the, in the venison, they make it into, uh, they call it deer jerky. Um, what about if it's so, if it's a moose, mistletoe, mistletoe instead of mistletoe, call it mistletoe. And he's endeavoring to help you decorate the tree. Is he trying to help you decorate the tree? What? Is he trying to help you decorate the tree? I don't know. I mean, she, Missy 
likes to, I don't know, she likes to rearrange, decorate, open doors, do all of those things. So she could be. She could be. Okay. Here is picture number two. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, you bring some good ones. Okay. Well, now, everybody knows, um, you can tell by my accent that I'm I'm barely just one step away from being Canadian. And so I'm actually from Louisiana. And that, to me, looks like a Louisiana litter box. <laughs> Louisiana I don't know. Litter box. That's a good one. Louisiana litter box, what it looks like. Yes. Well, I, I, I would call this, um, instead of FedEx, we have Feline X right here, shipping oh. that worldwide. Yeah, that's worldwide. really good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we have yours too, Marty. That you <laughs> now, I want everyone to prepare themselves. I mean, this one is really going to touch their heart. There's a lot, there's a lot of um, a lot of anointing in mine. Public service announcement: Gumbo is involved once again <laughs> in this picture. Gumbo, the rubber chicken. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes in the morning, I just find him like that. Yep. What do you think, Amanda? What do you say? I don't know. That almost looks like a spiritual smackdown. (laughs) (laughs) That's his mouth is always open like that. That doesn't mean he's got overexcited that he sleeps with that face. Yep. Now this is what we call being slain in the spirit. (laughs) Yes. Like a word bird or something. Yeah. Word bird. Yep. Marty, I laughed so hard when I saw this picture. When you said it. <laughs> Quite comical. And that's the end of caption this. Ooh, this phew, it's the, it's yep, the hardest part of my week, I tell you. It's the hardest part of my week. It is? <laughs> well, we got through another one, Marty. We got through another yeah. one. Okay. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to get my... Oh, my Toledo on here. And we're going to start. Because... You and I have been, we're discussing this subject earlier today. Yes. That we're about to get into. Yes. Praise God. God's good. All right. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm just, my spirit man's right now hooking up with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. You tell me, Marty, when you want to. Well, so, um, you know, I said it, uh, I can't remember if I said it last week or it may have been, or two weeks ago or the, the, what episode it was. It may have been the last episode. I feel like never before we're paired up for the equipping of the saints. Amen. And I called you the other day and I said, Amanda, what are you seeing out there? What are you seeing in the church? And you shared with me some things and quite a few of the things that you shared with me Real quickly, we jotted them down. I think we were driving down the road, and Jenny's writing them down. And what you were sharing with us, just these things that you've you seen, they're in line with some things that I'm seeing, that the equipping of the saints is literally such an important role right now. Yes. Now, some people do listen to me fairly often. You can go to loudmouthprayer.org, and you can follow us, and you click on that, and we send you uh, we send you, oh, you send us your information when you click on Start Praying Today, and we hook you up with all the stuff we're doing, which we have amazing stuff coming out soon. But if you listen to some things, I've shared before that a word that I've had for Clay Clark, 
driving down the road quite a while back, driving down the road, and the Holy Ghost just fell on me, and I began to prophetically prophesy some things over Clay Clark. I grabbed my phone, I recorded it, and then I sent it on to Clay and his wife, Vanessa. Mm -hmm. And and one of the things, so there's much personal stuff there, but the one thing that really stuck out to me, which was so urgent for all of us, was the Lord said the rest of this year. So this was a few months ago, because there's quite a few months left. Now, we're down to what, Amanda? what, um, 19 days. Yes. We got after today, it'd be 18 days. I'm, you know, don't correct me on the math or correct me on the math, but it, it happens that this was quite a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, everything that you do for the rest of the 2022 year is of great significance. And then he said, everything you do, you'll have no idea you would never guess, you would, you would not be able to comprehend how much it will affect eternity. Wow. That is such a, such a powerful statement from the one who holds eternity in his own hand. He holds, God himself is eternity, okay? And he's saying he will be, all of eternity is affected by the rest of this year. That really got me. So my wife and I, Many times, Jenny and I, we've looked at what are we doing, when, a meeting or this or that, and we're like, you know, let's just cram it in. Let's do all that we can get in before this year's up. Amen. I, that, that's very powerful and profound because I think people don't realize sometimes um, in assignments and changing, uh, it may be a shift in direction that the Lord has them do, what a potent impact that has in the realm of the spirit. Yeah. On eternity and on and on future matters in their lives, what they do at that moment. So, yeah. you know, people need to understand that there's a lot of weight there. It does. It carries a lot of weight. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And it affects everything we do. God is looking for faithfulness. And everybody knows the scripture. Everybody knows the scripture that Jesus said, if we can trust you, if, if we can trust you in the little thing. Mm-hmm. then you're approved to be handed the big thing. And so someone, you know, a lot of people or some people, they sometimes they want to, man, they want to go to the big ministry or have the big word or do the big thing. You're yeah. right. Immediately. And you yeah. know what? If that big thing were put on you at that moment, you'd buckle because you have yeah. to learn to bear the weight and properly steward the little things and learn to be faithful and consistent at it where God can trust you with it. And yeah. then the door opens for you to be handed the bigger assignment. Absolutely. And and when the Lord moved upon me and said, I'm releasing you from working with the children for 11 years, 11 years, mm-hmm. not 11 months, not 11 services. And I said to the Lord, I will never ever leave this until you move me. And when he moved on me after 11 years, and I'm not a children's minister, I just, obeyed him after 11 years. He said, I found you faithful. I'm now releasing you to go teach prayer to the nation. And so, and I'm releasing you for ministry. So it's the little things. It's the little things that he approves. And those are the things that create within us, as you said, the the integrity to be able to follow him no matter what his voice says. Amen. Yeah. I'm just adjusting too because people are saying there is an echo. Can you hear an echo on my end? 
Are they hearing it when you speak or when I speak? No, when you speak, there's no echo. They're saying I'm echoing. I'm hearing a little bit of a noise, but it's not too much of an echo. Okay. All right, here, let me... If you can maybe turn your speakers down a hair and your mic will not pick up if, to where you can still hear me okay, and your mic will not pick up as much of that um, echo. How does that sound now? Sounds better. Does that sound better? Okay, because I'm... Uh, maybe I'll do mic volume, too. I'll turn the mic volume down a little bit. Is that better? I'm hearing birds in the background. Yeah, okay, that's... Yep, that's, that's normal. <laughs> Absolutely I mean, you never know. It's a lot of birds. Some people are saying it's better now. Some yes. people are saying Good. it's better. Some people are saying there's an echo. It could be regional. We yeah. Okay. Yeah. So praise God. What you were saying. So, um, so I think I've shared once before about the you and I talked about the three hours of the church as the Lord revealed to me a while back, and the first hour was the hour of corrections. Mm -hmm. where he was showing to us the things that he wants us to correct in our lives and our nation and our government and everything, our churches, our, our ministers and everything, our marriages, everything, corrections to be made. He was revealing, hey, these things are wrong, start addressing them. And then that hour ended and the second hour began. He called it the hour of prompting adjustments where he wanted to, he, he was prompting us to fix those things that he had shown needed correcting. And we're still in that hour, but we're coming to the end of it, I believe. And the next hour, which is opening, which I believe is very close to the end of this year, just because how he's been talking to me, is that he called the hour of divine placements. I believe the hour of divine placements is where he divinely takes each and every one of us, our calls, our giftings, our assignments, what we have in us, according to the faithfulness that we've shown, right? The little thing you're faithful in, he can trust you with the divine assignment. And so, and he'll, so if he calls you to work in the children's department, if he calls you to work in the traffic, uh, in your church parking lot, if he calls you just to give a $10 to a missionary and do it every month consistently and not skip three months because you forgot, you know what I'm saying? It's consistently, it's dedication, it's being faithful. So what I believe what he's endeavoring to do and why this year is so important is because he wanted us to get all these adjustments made before December the 31st. That's just what I'm picking up, what I'm believing, because that hour of divine placement where he's going to put us where we're able to be used. He is getting us to be usable because the great hour of the precious fruit of the earth, that great hour of harvest is so close. Okay. Can you hear me okay? Can yes. Me? Okay, good. Because I switched, I switched something. So I just want to make sure you can hear me because I think it sounds better now. I think it sounds better. Okay. Good. Okay. All right. So I'm going to read something. Yes. And it is from, I had pulled up some prophecy and this is going to confirm what Marty is saying. This prophecy was from back October, 2022. So over two months ago, this word from the Lord was given. I had and this was an excerpt from that word, and this is what it says. And oh, I have to, I always like to say, by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority come forth in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord thy God is saying this day, Rise up, my children, rise up, gird up your loins, says the Lord, gird up your loins, take what I have equipped you with. Do not waste it, says the Lord. Do not bury it. 
Do not forsake it. Do not let the enemy convince you to abandon it. For I, the Lord thy God, have equipped you in this time, in this season, with the weapons of warfare that are not carnal. I have equipped you with armor. I have equipped you with gifts. I have equipped you with every good and perfect thing that only comes from above that is needed for you to do your assignments at hand. And I, the Lord thy God, am handing out assignments in this hour. I am bringing you into the next chapter of your God-ordained mission. I am opening doors that have been prophesied and spoken over you from heaven since you were a child, says the Lord. I am opening those doors now. I am walking you through them. I am walking you into the position you are supposed to be in. I am ushering you out of the superficial. I am ushering you out of the unstable. I am ushering you out of the wobbly. I am ushering you out of the growth that is twisted. The growth that is twisted like a vine and it has grown crooked, says the Lord. I am ushering you out of that, says the Lord. I am making your way straight. I am preparing your path. I am ordering your steps for the steps of the righteous are indeed ordered of the Lord, says the Lord of hosts. And the Lord thy God says, take heart. Do not become discouraged, for the enemy has sent out a spirit of discouragement amongst the people and despair to get them to lose faith and get them to lose hope. Wow. Adjustments, adjustments, adjustments. It's yes. it's it's very evident that the Lord is getting things in position. <clears throat> Praise yes. God. Praise the Lord, because that's a confirmation. This was back in October. And I didn't know back in October that the Lord had said that to you. Yeah. When he said it. So the, another interesting part of this word uh, that the Lord said, and I'll, and I'll just, I'll read this small part here. It was the same word from October. Know that I am redirecting you into what I have been grooming you for for years, says the Lord. Do not fight it, but allow it to take place. Go the way I say, and I, the Lord thy God, shall protect you and keep you and elevate you for my glory. For I search the heart, says the Lord, and I know who is doing it for my glory, and I know who is doing it for their glory. And I, the Lord, shall make the distinction in this hour, and you shall know by the promotion who is doing it for my glory and concern for how I, the Lord thy God, feel. Not how they feel, but how I ultimately feel. For it is my namesake, says the Lord. It is for my namesake, and that in this hour shall be laid bare, and that shall be made plain to the people. Trust in me, believe in me, fast and pray, says the Lord. Fervently pray, fervently and diligently pray, for I am a rewarder, says the Lord, of those who diligently seek me. Thus says the Lord of hosts in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah, it really, it really, um, we're in such a powerful time. So that was October of this year. Yeah. <clears throat> wow, that's not been long at all. Yep, so that was about two months ago. Well, um, I'm seeing over and over and over just, okay, so just the other day, December the 2nd. Yeah. Right in line with what you're talking about, the adjusting and getting people in, in place. And then I love how you said, or the Lord said, sorry, the Lord said that I know your hearts. See, he knows the plan, but he also knows the purpose and he knows people's motives. Mm -hmm. It's one motive thing to be in the plan God. of God. Yeah. Say it again. Motive matters to God. Oh, they're so important to God. They're so important. It's not just the plan, but it's the purpose and the motive. And, and why are you doing what you're doing? 
that's oftentimes a very big part of uh, the heart of God. <clears throat> so um, I'll jump into here, um, like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a hope and a future. So he knows, he knows what the future looks like, and he has a good plan for us. He has divine assignments. The gifts, remember that one scripture says the gifts and the callings of God, yes. they're without repentance. Mm -hmm. And so God has gifts and callings. Everyone, it doesn't matter how insignificant you think you are, God does not see you as insignificant. And you can say to yourself, well, but I'm in the natural. I'm not doing ministerial things. I'm in the natural. I've got a job. I own a business. I'm taking care of the children at home. I'm taking them to soccer practice. I'm doing, or I've just got a job, a menial job that no one sees. I'm on a computer working and no, let me tell you something. There's always more than the thing in front of you where you, where you were talking earlier about assignments. Yes. An assignment is not always a lifelong assignment. It can be an assignment could be just one moment of time where you obey him and faithful with his voice to do things and obey just at a moment's notice to talk to someone or minister to someone or to give to someone, <clears throat> provide what someone needs, you know, provision. Whatever it is, assignments can be a moment of time, can be a week-long, day-long, month-long, year-long. An assignment could go to another city and work there for two years, or an assignment could go into a store and say one thing to a person. So don't, don't get caught up and that you're not usable because you don't have some great call on your life. We all have a call. We're all ambassadors of Christ. We all are Christ walking in the earth. That's what it means when we're his body. He's the head, we're the body. The head can't show off. He uses the body to show himself in the earth. He uses the body to make earth look like heaven. Father, he said, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How does he do that? Because he shows off through the body. How does he do that? Through small assignments, medium assignments, large assignments. Just be open to what he says, and then suddenly you're usable. Amen. And that is true. <clears throat> and, you know, I can tell you from my own life, yeah. when I was recovering and I was still not well, and I was walking with a cane and, and, and it was difficult for me to even like go outside and walk around. And the Lord told me, actually, my godmother, Barbara, who had been in the prophetic for like 30 plus years, she said, Amanda, the Lord is going to start sending animals to you and you are going to take care of them. <laughs> and and we have a pond on the other property. And after what was it, almost 10 years of being there, I think, maybe about, you know, eight to 10 years two ducks show up never hmm. had ducks two ducks show up and the lord said to me you see those ducks i want you to feed them every day which was a sacrifice for me yeah i had to walk all the way down to the pond i had to buy the feed i had to buy them so i do this and i start every day doesn't matter the weather how cold how hot how... feeding these ducks and then all of a sudden two canadian geese showed up and Jake showed up. Jake, who the Lord used to start it all with the sanctuary. Jake, the Muscovy duck. And he said, you see him? I want you to feed him too. Every day. You have to take care of him, especially Jake. So I had to now take care of Jake, which means building a pen for him, which Chris built and all of these things. Well, two ducks turned into 10, turned into 20, turned into 40, 
turned into 80 ducks I had. Oh, wow. All over the property looking to be fed. Wow. And every day, you know, and, and you know, it, it, I had to use my own money to do this, you know, and, and I was on a limited income because I wasn't well. And every I'd buy it and I'd go down there every day <laughs> and I would feed them. And yeah. two and a half years, the Lord made me do this before he said to me, now you're ready. And he told me to start making videos. <clears throat> oh, that's a perfect story of just being faithful in the little thing. So I want to speak real quickly just to everyone that hears this. I promise you, God has asked you to do something. He's spoken to you about something. Now, it might be as simple as give me a little time where we're together every day. Now, to some people, that's a big deal. They're super busy. They're running full blast. They've got a business they're running. And God is saying, give me 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes. I love you so much. Give me this little thing of 10 minutes. And then you do that. And guess what? Bigger doors can open to be usable. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you don't want to be usable, then don't obey him. And he's not going to use you, and he's going to pass you by. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance, but he can't make you take them. He doesn't take them away, but he can't make you take them. And the assignments, now the gift and the calling never leaves you, but the assignment he can pass on to someone else. I remember Catherine Kuhlman said that the, that the call upon her, the things to do with her, the assignment um, literally was offered to five other men, and they refused it, and the Lord then brought it to her. She had a powerful ministry flowing in the power of the Holy Ghost like we'd hardly ever seen, you know? And so God, he wants you to listen to the thing he's saying, because I want to speak to your heart real quickly. He's talking to you. I know he is. If not, just say, Lord, what do you have to say? He'll start talking to you and he'll share with you just one thing. Just do it. Show faithfulness and dedication to that one thing. And then you'll find his voice gets bigger. His direction gets broader. His uh, command gets more keen. And you'll know his voice more clearly. And he'll ask you to do something of greater value. He'll ask you to do more. Yes, he will ask you to do more. And as you do the, the little things he's asking you to do, his voice amplifies in your life. It begins to become clearer because you're coming into tune and into order and into yeah. his will. And that actually gives your spirit the ability to hear the Lord more when you're in his will. It's a, it's like a microphone. The farther you, away, you are away from it, the less you'll hear. Yeah. You know, but the more, the, the closer you are to the microphone, you know what I mean? And you speak. So, you know, the more, yeah. the more it's amplified basically. So we have to make sure that we are remaining close to the Lord and not going too far away because the voice sounds way less than it should. Yeah. Yeah. And then also like Jeremiah 33, three says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you did not know. Some of the great and mighty things are things he wants you to do. Some are just what's going on in the earth. Some are other things. But there are great and mighty things, because let me tell you something, no one should be more interested of getting you into the divine placement of God to be used than you. And people Amen. will call me, and I love that they call, and they'll say, Marty, pray for me. And I, I love to pray for them. 
but there's nothing more powerful than them praying for them. Right, Amanda? Mm-hmm. Because that is the, your direct communi- line of communication, open with God. That is your direct yeah. communing with God. That is the opportunity for God to speak directly to you, and you hear his voice, know his voice. Yeah. The strangers you will not follow. So that's why it, prayer is wonderful, and we need it. And we are called to pray for each other, but also us communing with God and speaking to him really hones us spiritually to hear his voice, know his voice, know his instruction, know his leading, learn to come under the yoke of the shepherdhood of God Mm, and let him lead us. And one of my favorite scriptures is John 15, seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and you shall have it. Listen, let me break this down. If you abide in me and my words abide in you and you um, ask whatever you desire and you shall have it. There are five, this is one of the most powerful scriptures and there's five you's in it. So some people want to say, oh, now God's responsible for answering my prayer. No, (laughs) no, no. You're responsible to pray the right way. You're responsible to pray. You're responsible to be hungry. Paul told Timothy, hey, son, go stir yourself up. Go get stirred up. Go get stirred up. Stir yourself up. And you pray for you and you and you. Five times you is used in that scripture. It seems as though God is trying to point and say, um, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. He's backing us up. You know, well, that's true because the Lord says, behold, I have given unto you the authority. Yeah. We have to use the authority we have through Christ Jesus, the believer's authority. Yeah. The enemy is petrified when believers learn how to use it. Absolutely. Because once they learn how to use it, um, his uh, bag of tricks and stumbling blocks and other things weaken greatly. Yeah. You know, this is the believer's authority is about is about strategy and you utilizing the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down and destruction of strongholds properly. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. Now. So I talk to people. No, one of my biggest things I've done for many years is help people find God's plan for their life. And in doing that, I'm talking 20 years because years ago, you ever heard of Rhema? Well, yes, I have. Oh, cool. <clears throat> After I graduated from there, they asked me to be the recruiter of the school. I tra- And I traveled with Kenneth E. Hagan, Brother Hagan, Papa Hagan, Dad Hagan. I traveled with Brother Hagan during that time and, and helped him minister on the road. And so they asked me to be the recruiter for the school. Well, I found they, there was no recruiting department. I started the recruiting department. Well, I never started that before. So one of the things I really leaned on was, Holy Spirit, how do I help these people decide what to do. You know, they have to sell homes. They have to sell cars. You know, they have to figure out where their children are going to go to school because from all over the country, they're leaving where they are and they're coming to Tulsa and Broken Arrow to go to the school. And so I really leaned heavenly on real heaven, not heavenly, but heavily on James one, five through eight. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Basically saying he's not going to hold back from you and it shall be given unto him. But let that person who needs the wisdom, let him ask in faith 
and not waver, not doubt, not be tossed back and forth. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea with the wind and tossed. Now, verse seven. Oh my gosh, this is such a strong verse. For the person is asking God of wisdom and he's wavering and doubting. Verse seven is for them. For let not that person that's wavering and doubting think that they should receive anything from the Lord. Not just what they're asking, but anything. Pretty powerful. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So God has shown us here through the precious writing of James, if you want to know about your future, if you want to know about his plan, if you want to know, if you need wisdom to know what he's wanting you to do in this final hour, because let me tell you, we're getting in it. That's why we're having prophets rise up and do their job because they are supposed to tell things forth. They're causing things to be, right? They're not telling stories and saying what they want to say. They're only saying the voice of God, right? And so if you want to get in place and get in that divine placement to be usable in this hour, you need to begin to ask in wisdom, ask for wisdom, but not, not waver. So real quickly, I'll tell you what this looks like. If you grab a hold of this, this is a revelation. You grab a hold of this, this can change so much in people's lives. The faith works this way. Oh, Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four, whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it. I'm going to say it again. Whatever you desire when you pray, believe you receive it. You see how I said, you see how I brought that and made it one quick statement? What? Because remember in the Greek, when that was written, there were no commas, there was no periods. So it's just see, Jesus saying, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it. So I have to ask the question, when am I supposed to believe I receive faith for my tomorrows? When am I supposed to believe I receive the thing I'm asking for, wisdom of what he wants me to do? I supposed to believe I receive it when I pray. Most they haven't learned this side of faith. This is the side of faith. When I ask God of something, I know he's so faithful and so just to answer me that I believe I receive it just because I asked. Not when I see it, but when I ask. So what happens is if you're wanting wisdom about what you're supposed to do for God to be usable over this season we're in, you go and you ask God, God, show me. And then you begin to act like you have the wisdom. What does that look like? Well, the first thing you do is you bridle your tongue and you stop saying, I sure am confused. You stop saying, hmm, I just don't know what to do. You stop saying, oh, if God would only use me. You stop saying, I've been born again for 40 years and I just don't know my place. You stop saying those things because God said, if you ask, he's faithful to give it. And you believe you receive it because you asked at the moment you asked. So you, this is called taking something by faith. Let me tell you something. This is how you take the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, the baptism. This is how you take healing. This is how you take your needs being met. Amanda, am I crazy or is this how you took your healing? Yeah, well, it is. I, you know, I call it that my get out of the boat moment. Yeah, that's what I call it. My get out of the boat moment <laughs> when I was when I was wheelchair bound, and I was prayed over. And you know what I did? I put my my hands on the side of the chair and wow. I braced myself to stand. That's an act of faith. 
absolutely. But I braced myself to stand, which is moving forward, which is the act of faith. Um, and then the Lord meets you when when you do that. You know, the Lord yeah. doesn't just what you have not because you ask not. Yeah. So yeah. ask. And you know, many times when I ask, I put him in remembrance of that. So put God in remembrance of his word. It's so important. Yeah. Lord, you say, I have not because I ask not. I am asking. And when I ask, I say, thank you, Lord, I have received it. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. You didn't say, thank you, Lord, it's coming soon. No. You didn't say that. You didn't say, thank you, Lord. I'll have it one day because you love me. You didn't say that. You believed. You received when you prayed. Mark 11, 24. I didn't make this stuff up. Brother Hagin didn't make this stuff up. Oh, the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one that spoke the words. Go to the Bible. They're actually red letters. And he said, whatsoever you desire... Hey, there's that word you again, Amanda. It seems like it's kind of contingent upon us again. Uh, whatsoever you desire. Um, if, you're, if, if your words abide in me and my words abide in you, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's so much contingent upon us, the, the, God, the blessings of God to funnel their way into our life and absolutely overtake us. Those blessings are so much contingent upon us getting in line with the word of God. So whatsoever you desire... When you pray at that moment, you believe you receive it and you will have it. It doesn't say when you hold it in your hand. It doesn't say, it doesn't give a time frame. I'm going to bring a little news flash to a lot of people. I've been doing this for years. I've dealt with this question many, 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 many times. Do I put a date? Do I put a time stamp when I ask for something? I highly recommend you don't. Because like somebody's like, well, between now and the end of the year, Lord, I need, I would like to have a new car and I believe Lord that you help me. And I, I believe I'll receive one by the end of the year. Well, see, you just dated it at the end of the year, but God never dated it. He said, believe you receive when you pray. So the person that believes they receive when they pray, they begin to thank God after they pray and they just live a lifestyle of thanking God because they truly do believe they received it because God is so loving, so kind, and so just, and so faithful. What does that say in Hebrews? And this is the confidence we have in him. Anything we ask according to his will, he hears us. So I'm confident because he's faithful. And this is the confidence we have in him because he's faithful. He's faithful. So I've asked him for something. I believe I receive it when I asked you want to know what faith is? This is what faith looks like. Some people are like, oh, the faith people are crazy. Yeah, what I'm saying to you is the words of Jesus. If you think this is crazy, you got a serious problem with Jesus. You don't have one with me. Jesus is the one that said, whatsoever you believe, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, at that time you believe, you receive it at the time you ask. Real simple. You know, what's, I'm getting excited. what's interesting is, praise the Lord, what's interesting is, a U, right? A U, in a way, reminds me of a U-turn. What do you have to do when you do a U-turn? You have to turn and you have to face the other direction. It means you have to get out of you and yeah. turn and face God. Yeah, yeah. You have to get out of your own way, make a U-turn, and face God. Yeah. And look towards the Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that's actually really good. I like that. Praise the Lord. Yeah.
Praise God. So if we want wisdom of how he can use us, assignments, callings, gifts, whatever, if we want, if we look, we're looking for wisdom, we ask and be detailed. Don't just do a general, no, say, Lord, I know there's something you have for me. Lord, I, I feel like there's gifting, there's callings, there's things that you want me to do. Father, I'm asking in the name of Jesus, right? Because we plug his name in how we pray. Jesus said, you'll pray unto the Father. Jesus said, there'll be a day you no longer pray unto me, but you'll pray unto the Father in my name and he will do the thing you ask. So Father God, I'm coming to you in the name of Jesus and I'm asking you for wisdom concerning what you want me to do. Lord, get me in position. Lord, obviously I need some adjusting. Lord, correct me, direct me, instruct me nudge me into place, Lord, so that you can use me. I want to be used by you, Lord. So I'm asking you, and I'm now thanking you that you answer me. That's faith. And Lord, I receive that wisdom and direction now. I take it right now by faith. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, you're answering me because you're faithful. You're just and you're good and you're faithful. I take that wisdom now now, have you received anything? You might not have. It doesn't matter. You're obeying the way Jesus said to pray. And so then you change how you talk. Stop saying you're confused. Stop saying you don't know what to do. Stop saying you're not being used. I literally, what the Lord said to me was, when I was over the recruiting department, he said, tell everyone to say every day, thank you, God, I'm walking in the fullness of your plan right now. Amen. They hadn't moved to the Bible school yet. They had made no adjustments other than just praying with me. They made no adjustments, but they began to change how they talk. Thank you, Lord. I live every day in the fullness of your plan. I'm walking out your greatness, your plan, and your purpose for my life. I'm walking it out today, and I just thank you for it. That's what I'm talking about. It's an expression of your faith, thanking him that you've already received it. And you'll find, now this is coming up from the Holy Ghost on the inside of me, and you'll find that when you make those adjustments with your tongue, it will steer your ship right into the fullness of his plan, and you'll be more usable than you would have ever dreamed. And that's what he meant, the things you do. For, now this is Holy Ghost, hallelujah, praise, thank you, Lord. The things that he uses you to do, Will, be, will affect eternity for the rest of this year. So the rest of this year will get you in place so that you affect eternity in the lives of the precious fruit. Praise the Lord. You know, the Praise Lord God. God says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. We can ensnare ourselves with our words so easily. Actually, that's what the devil tries to do is he actually tries to get us to ensnare ourselves with our own words. Yeah. So what he tries to do is create a perfect storm of circumstances. Yeah. And he then he tries to get us to ensnare ourselves with our words because he even knows death and life are in the power of the tongue. He understands this because why? Well, he knows scripture. <laughs> he does know scripture. He's like a legalist, you know, and he comes scripture to try to attack us with not yeah. to try to utilize it the way God meant it to be utilized. And we have to remember that, um, that this is one of the strongest instruments we have on us yeah. is this right yeah. here. And it can be used to further us into the will of God, or it can be used to stumble us and snare us. Yep. And yeah. move us in the opposite direction away from his will. Yeah, absolutely. And you can be in the plan of God in the way you said the you and you can turn around and get right out of the plan of God. It's all in your power. It's all in what you do. 
And the majority of the time, we both would know, Amanda, it's that tongue. Because James, the one that was saying these things that we read earlier about how to take wisdom by faith without wavering, he went on to say in the next two chapters, he went on to say that the tongue is like a rudder of a ship. A little rudder can move such a huge ship. Your tongue will frame your world. Newsflash, Walter Cronkite, you were made in the image of God. God used his mouth to frame the world, and you use yours to frame your world. That's really good. That yeah. is, I, I like yeah. that, and I like that uh, that imagery of a ship, a small rudder steals, steers a big ship. I knew you would like the Walter Cronkite thing, too. I knew you would. Walter Cronkite, yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good also. But, you know, <laughs> if, if we look at, um, you know, out there in the world, right? Yeah. They, they, they apply the same principle, but for detriment. Yeah. Not for good. So the media, provi- <clears throat> provi- you know, they, they enact or they enable that same principle of the tongue to steer the yeah. public in the way they want them to go. It's, it's, it's the same, it's the same concept. So we have to realize as believers that one of um, the fruits of the spirit is self-control. Mm. It's self-control. And, you know, I'll tell you, you know, sometimes for many of us, I mean, <coughs> I was born into a city Italian family that had no control over them. Oh my word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Lord had to begin to, you know, kind of mold me and work that out of me and, you know, uh, and, you know, work with me on that over a long period of time. You've come such a long way. Well, praise the Lord. Chris is so blessed. You've come such yes. a long way. Oh, I still, sometimes I still have to go to Chris like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Because Italian women sometimes want to explode like the 4th of July. <laughs> but I've learned more and more, um, you know, to be careful. And if I do, you know, if I do say something or in a moment of frustration or a moment of, you know, I immediately say, I'm sorry, Lord, let those words be canceled in Jesus name. Please forgive me. Let yeah. them not have bearing, you know, catching yourself too is yeah, a sign yeah. of maturity. When you catch yourself yeah, doing it good. and you immediately make the correction. Yeah. Yeah, I heard a lady, uh, a minister a friend of mine, I haven't seen her in a few years, but she's a wonderful, powerful woman of God. And she said something one time, it just it melted me. She said, <clears throat> she said, when you sin, if you the fastest way to give the devil a black eye, Amanda, when you sin, repent immediately and act like you've never sinned for the rest of your life. Amen. You like j- because it, when it's under the blood, it doesn't even exist. When it's under the blood, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Completely whole, not three-quarter, not 87%. What can make me whole again? What can restore me fully back into the righteousness of the Father where I have access to him at a moment's notice? I can grab him. I can talk with him. I can walk with him. Within a minute of sinning, because I bring it before him, I confess my sin. He's just and faithful to forgive me, cleanse me of that unrighteousness. I'm completely, immediately restored back to him. And then I'm back in the 100% fellowship. I don't lose a step. I don't lose a sink with him. I'm flowing and going with him even after sinning because I can bring it 
put it under the blood. And she said, the quickest way, repent immediately. And then the hard part, which meant a lot of people, the hard part is for you to think and act as though you've never sinned. Just walk right on back into the Father. That's true because you don't want to, to, for the devil to keep you yeah. snared there by that and keep your eyes on that instead of walking more towards the Lord yeah. and allowing the Lord to hone you. One of the things the devil loves to do is to <clears throat> is to is to take uh, a rearview mirror and put it right in front of <clears throat> you, so you're always looking back at your past and what you've yeah. done. He yeah. loves to put that rear view mirror in front of you and do that. And because then you're constantly looking back at your past and you're not looking at the Lord and what he's going to do. I have to take every thought captive, every thought captive. Um, yes. I'd, I'd like to, I like for people that are listening real quickly, if they have the chance to turn to John 10 and I want to exhort them real quickly. I just want to, I want to show them something about themselves that they might not know. And these are things that Jesus said. Let me tell you, Jesus doesn't make mistakes, right? He can't make a mistake. He's saying some things about you in John 10. Uh, so I'm just going to run through and hit some highlights just for the sake of time. But in John 10, John 10, verse 2, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. That's talking about Jesus. Verse 3, to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear Jesus's voice. That's so powerful. And Jesus calls his own sheep by name and Jesus leads his sheep out. So powerful. He, you know, his voice, he calls you by name and he leads you. Listen, what I'm doing right now, this, you need to start building yourself up on what this is saying about you, because it will bring the clarity of you hearing clearly one powerful woman, another, another powerful woman of God. She said to me, she said, Marty, it's not about hearing God. Many times it's about interpreting correctly what he said. Amanda, I found that so true. That is, that's profound. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. You know, because we have to be able to correctly discern what he's saying. Yeah. My sheep yeah. know my voice to know something right is to be so familiar with it there's there there is no discrepancy yeah. as to what's being said and then jumping back into verse 4 Jesus brings out leads his own sheep he goes before them and the sheep follow him he's talking about us we follow him for they know his voice you see there's this just over and over there's just this this what he's portraying he is telling us this over and over because he knows the enemy's always trying to get us to be double-minded. He knows the enemy's always trying to get us off track. But if we learn to follow him, we learn his voice. He calls us by name. He leads us. We never get off track. We just follow him. And then verse five, the second half of the verse, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Verse eight, but the sheep did hear them. Verse nine, I am the door. If anyone hears me, he will be saved and he will go in and out and find green pasture because he's being led. He's being led. Now, verse 10, the thief does not come, but to steal, kill and destroy. I have come to give life and life more abundantly. You know, a lot of times when I'm talking to people on the phone, they'll call and ask for prayer and different things. I bring this up, this scripture up a lot because it's real easy to divide this. God does not bring, steal, kill, and destroy. 
God doesn't have buckets of cancer. I'm sorry. I I know that you might've had someone pass away from a dreaded disease and something horrible. And I'm so sorry. My own father did. It's really, really horrible. I hate it. Right. But God doesn't give that. He just doesn't. He does. He only gives things that are in heaven. There's an enemy that kills, steals, and destroys. He's the one handing out the killing, stealing, and destroying. And, and listen to what he said. The thief comes not. So Jesus is saying, this is all the thief does. There's nothing else. This, if it fits in these three categories, kill, steal, and destroy, or you'll not find him doing it. Jesus said, but I've come that you may have life and have it so abundant and so overflowing that it will rise above any killing, stealing, and destroying of the enemy. If it's of life, if it's of goodness, it's of the Father, it's of Jesus. If it's still kill and destroy, it's of the enemy. And there's no men between. There is, it's one category or the other. And people need to first, they need to locate what's happening to them or what's happened in their life or the life of a loved one. They need to find out who's, who's God, who's, whose side they're going to be on because I'll, is that a oh, is that Grace back there? Yep, yep. She's Man. starting her march. <laughs> I think she's going back there to use the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't say that. So I don't even know where I was. So praise the Lord. So that was good. That was that was good. <laughs> yeah, funny, uh, funny. Grace um, threw me off. I was expecting a head mount or an ear nibble, something. You never know still. You never know. Yeah, you, you never, never know. It's still early. It's still early. Yeah. A little sneaky. So, go ahead. Okay. So, now, when this scripture starts off of verse 10, the thief, right off the bat, he's calling it what it is. You know? Yeah. The Lord calls a spade a spade. He doesn't mince words. He's yeah. a thief. So, right there, he's giving you the imagery before he tells you the action that the thief does, that this is the category that the enemy is in. He's not coming to be your friend. He's not coming to console you. He doesn't feel bad for you. He doesn't want to give you things without you owing him your soul. He is a thief. And what do thieves do? Good thieves. They can break in undetected. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Good thieves can break in undetected. And that's why stores that have, um, you know, high value things have very intricate security systems. Oh, wow. Because even when a good thief tries to break in, a sensor is going to go off. Mm. Our sensor is the Holy Spirit. When we are in tune, he is our counselor. So when the thief tries to sneak in, guess what happens? The Holy Spirit sets the alarm bells off. Wow. That's the alarm bells off. So it's getting your attention that there is an attempted break-in happening. You want your, with the Lord, your security to be like Fort Knox. It makes it very difficult that the enemy, you know, he circles and circles and circles like a lion because he's looking for an angle and you want him to work so hard to try to find one that he goes, I'm expending too many resources on this person and he retreats. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So it's, it's very important to know also that one of the things of the thief is to steal God's plan from your life. He doesn't want you fulfilling the plan because the plan 
because you're an ambassador in this earth once you receive Jesus and you've got an assignment, you've got callings and giftings in this earth and, and you're endeavoring to follow God's plan. He's When you're endeavoring to follow God's plan, the enemy's endeavoring to get you off of the plan and that's how he steals it. He tries to lure you away with this problem or this situation. He tries to entice you and lure, lure, lure you away with something else, something more shiny. You know, when I was about... Uh, about 13, 14, 15. Um, I think Aaron Antis would know. I think Aaron would know. I was probably 13, 14, 15, or Aaron, I might be 12, 13, 14. Maybe 12, 13, or 14. Me and my buddy Stevie, hallelujah, me and Stevie would went in the woods and we found a coon trap. And we had ne I'd never seen a coon trap before. And I found it really interesting that the coon trap was right next to the water in the woods down in down Dorcheat Bayou back home in Louisiana, Shangaloo, Louisiana. Woohoo, Shangaloo, Shangaloo Tigers. <laughs> Town of 200 people. <clears throat> but the coon trap had nothing but aluminum foil on the little pedal that the little the actual trigger. It was it wasn't a, a sardine, it wasn't a little piece of meat or it was just it was shiny. And the coon would go, now I say coon, people say raccoon. Um, but the coon would go and just, he's so, he's so interested in shiny things. You know, they, if you, if they'll get around your house, they'll steal your keys. They'll steal shiny. They, they love, yeah. they just something. And so I just find it was so funny how they just put a, a real shiny aluminum foil on the trigger and the coon would just go to touch that and he'd, he'd get trapped. And so, um, that's the way things sometimes are with the enemy. He just put something shiny over there. Mm -hmm. It's just a trap. It might be a person that you like, man, I really want to marry that. That'd be looking good, right? Yep. But it might be a shiny trap. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you do? Well, you go to the father and you ask for wisdom. Father, is that someone that you want me with? I have to lay aside. And you know, who was it? I must decrease so that you might increase. And Jesus said, Father, not my will, but yours be done. So sometimes you'll see a shiny person that you might think is going to be your, your soulmate laid up in the hot tub with your soulmate. Well, that shiny person, that person, right, might be a trap. So even in the persons and the friends and the people in your life, I would go to God and ask for wisdom because many, many times the people in your life will either put you, help you, propel you in the plan of God for your life or like Amanda said, you turn right out of the plan of God. Yep. You can marry the wrong person, start hanging with the wrong people, and the plan of God could be stopped immediately because now there's a hindrance that you become one with. And I'm not trying to call a person a hindrance. It just wasn't God's plan. It wasn't okay. set up for that person to help you in what you're supposed to do. I agree. Shiny trap. I agree. Um, yeah. and, you know, and it can become a hindrance. And, uh, and you know, I'll tell you, this brings me to, well, we go all the way back to Genesis to Abraham and Lot. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. To Abraham and Lot, right? Uh, because Abraham and Lot had dwelled together. And their herdsmen started quarreling. And so Abraham realizes and I think he sees because Lot is more of the things of the flesh. And God sees this too, because this was an ordained separation by God. He sees this, that Lot naturally looks 
from the east towards the west. So he went from the east, which really in Jewish, you know, in, you know, in the Jewish culture is away from God. So he went towards the west, towards what? Sodom and the things of the flesh. And the thing he wasn't spirit driven, basically. And had Lot stayed with Abraham, he would have influenced Abraham away from the things of the spirit. Yeah, yeah. Because Abraham was driven by the spirit and Lot more and more was driven out of the flesh. So the Lord had to get a lot out of his life. (laughs) And so to get a lot out of Abraham's life with the call, he had to remove a lot from his life to do it. Yeah. And that's that sometimes that has to happen. For sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so we just have to stay sensitive, you know, just like in that situation with Abraham and just like the shiny bait, the shiny trap, we just have to stay sensitive. But the one, you know, now this was funny, Amanda, I haven't really said this before, um, but it may probably about four or five months ago, it wasn't real long ago. I have been having thoughts come to my mind of things I need because, you know, loud mouth prayer, the stuff we're doing, we're busy, we're going, we're traveling, we're, you know, you need camera, you need lights, you just need things. And I'm thinking of all, you know, airline tickets to go and help and minister and do. I'm thinking of all these things, but I never turned them into a prayer. I never brought them before the Lord. And I was just thinking of all these things and weeks and weeks went by and I wasn't literally bringing them before the Lord, you know, making a petition or a a request, you know, prayer. One way to describe it is when you define it, ask, demand, petition, request. So I wasn't asking, I wasn't petitioning the Lord and the Lord. I remember I was walking across the downstairs. I don't don't think I've ever even told this story and I talk a lot. So praise the Lord. Uh, And so I'm walking down downstairs and the Holy Spirit said to me, you're missing it because you're not asking. And I'm like, oh, and he just opened it up and showed me. And so I want to convey that to the listeners. God has a future for you, he has a plan for you, he has a purpose for you. It is great. It is mighty. You know him. He leads you. He calls you by name. You need to ask. You need to go back to James 1. You have not. You ask not. Remember, you can ask amiss. So go back to James. And he said, if you're going to ask, ask in faith that you receive it. But it's so important that you have to ask. So just bring it before the Lord. Lord, what's my future look like? Lord, I'm asking you to reveal it. Show me. Lead me. Guide me. I follow you. Call me, Lord. I will follow you. Amen. Yeah. I will follow you, Lord, and I will stay in my lane. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Follow the Lord and we have to stay in our lane. You know, the call and the purpose God gives us, that's the lane and the vein we have to stay in. Yeah. So we're covered. And and one of the things I found, I just had became such a student. I asked one, um, I asked a a minister one time, it was like midnight. We're on a bus. We're traveling, but we're both traveling with, his name was Marty, wonderful man of God. Two Martys sitting there at midnight. Two Martys at midnight. It sounded like a crazy <laughs> sitcom. <clears throat> and uh, we're on Brother Hagen's bus, and we're traveling, I think, to Canada, Mississauga, Canada, one of the last meetings, or maybe Detroit. Brother Hagen's on the plane. We got we got to ride the bus this time. It's about midnight. They were going to have me do the midnight shift. I was going to drive from midnight to 5 in the morning, <clears throat> which I really disliked driving this big bus, and I had like 
13 prophets on there. And if I'd have wrecked, I'd have killed more prophets than any one person other than, you know, the story in the Old Testament. So I won't go there. So, um, and I looked at him because I was new in the things of God, endeavoring to follow God. And I knew I'd made so many mistakes and I'm, I'm behind schedule and God's plan for my life. And I'm just running to try to keep up. And I said to him, what does God do? Well, how does this work when I've missed God so much? Because I know there's a lot of listeners out there that are thinking this. They're thinking, but I've been such a screw up. I've missed so much. I've done so wrong. I'm just now hungry for God because COVID woke me up or something woke me up. Yeah. And, and now I'm hungry for God and I'm back on track, but I've only been this way for six months or a year and a half. And how do I get back? And, and, and isn't everything messed up? Isn't the plan, the, the assignments, the callings, the giftings, aren't they all just faded away and messed up? And I said to him, what, how does this work? He started laughing. And the most, he's such a loving, such a powerful, powerful man of God. And he just started laughing at me. He said, oh, Marty, Marty, don't you know God is smart enough to update the plan? That was such a revelation to me. God can take the mistakes you've made and get you right back in position. And if he's got to update something, he's God. He can update something. Yes. If the people that you were supposed to work with 10 years ago in ministry and do things and you went the wrong way, you might not do it with them. That might be the update, but he's got things for you to do and he'll update the people. He'll update the place. He's wanting to use you because the biggest harvest, the most powerful move of God is right up on us. Now's the time to get into place. That's right. It is right up on us. It, 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 it truly is, you know, yeah. upon us. And it, yes, we have to get in our place. We have to allow the Lord to make adjustments, to assign us, to place us, and then to go forth running that race yeah. for the Lord. Yeah. So we have to do that. We have to, like when, when you go to a chiropractor and he's got to make adjustments or she's got to make adjustments, it's not going to feel pleasant sometimes. There no. might be a lot of cracks and movement, but you know what? It's to put everything into order. And everything. You, and you know, Amanda, because I've gone to a chiropractor one time and I remember laying down and they took my legs and they did this thing. I'm like, what in the world? You know what they did, Amanda? They were getting me fixed. They were putting me back. But you know what they did? They had me in a position I had never been in before. Interesting. I like that. Praise Many God. people are being put where they've never been before because that's the place of usability. That's where he needs you now. 11, 13 years ago, God said, go work in children's. I'm like, I've got a traveling ministry. I've got a healing ministry. Well, why do you want me to work in children's? Oh, why? I just went, I just took that position. I just went there. I just went to a place that was uncomfortable. I remember my first day because Aaron and Deb were working in there and I joined right in with them and Aaron and I started dressing up with wigs and acting wild and crazy. And, and, and cause we teaching the children together and had some wonderful times for praise the Lord. I see grace back there. I think she's, I think Aaron's name stirred her up. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. But he put me in a position I wasn't ready for. I had to step out in faith. It was a step of faith. So that's what you said just a second ago about running the race. Listen to this scripture. I want you to I want you to discuss this scripture. Psalm thirty seven twenty three. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. The steps, the steps of a righteous man. That's so powerful. 
It is powerful because ordered means, you know, it is set in a way that makes sense for what the Lord would have you do. Not that all the time what the Lord asks us to do makes sense to us. It doesn't, but it makes sense to him. Yeah. So they're ordered in a way that leads us in the call of God through the will of God in the way we should go. You know, when, when shepherds take care of sheep, they have an order to it. When they go out to pasture, when they come in at night, there's order. You know, there are appointed times. Thank you, Lord. That's what I was looking for. The Lord just told me. The steps are ordered for key appointed times in Mm. your life in order to continue you walking and growing in the will of God in your assignments. Yeah. Yeah. I like that appointed time. Now, going back to my spirit. Well, praise God. I like that so much because I just, I found that today for the first time, it really stood out to me. When you go back to Abraham there in Genesis 18 and you see the three, the three men came up to Abraham. He's sitting there at the tent. Oh, I would have peed myself. I'm sorry. I'm saying that publicly, but I would have. Keep your eye on the bird. The angels walked up to me. I would have flipped my, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) my lid and I'm just being honest about that you know <laughs> it's, it's, we we appreciate your honesty about when you need to have those times so just like your 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 it's almost like your body just is arrested in the presence of God oh yeah yeah <laughs> so so the Lord the Lord said to Abraham hey Abraham um you're gonna have a son. And he literally made reference to, I will come back and see you at the appointed time. See, God's time clock is sometimes so different than ours. I never would have thought that I waited 20 years for God to begin to use me to teach, you know, the nation prayer. And that's what I'm doing. I'm covering the nation with prayer. But I never thought I had to wait and be perfected and show faithfulness for 20 years, but there was an appointed time. And I'm so glad he did because this appointed time really needs prayer, really needs a loud mouth and a crazy guy who's not going to back down, really needs someone that's going to stand with a, me and my wife stand with Amanda in a lobby and cast out devils. You know, this, I'm telling you, come on now. And so it's, it's, it's the appointed time and you're listen listen viewer, your appointed time is coming. For the time is short. Oh, I felt that all over me. I felt that when you said I The appointed time, the appointed time. And for the appointed time, yeah. Glory, we thank you. So, Lord, we thank you that you hasten. I just had that word. Hasten in the, each and every person. You quicken them. You shake them and quake them. And you create an awareness of the appointed time of usability of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. There's an appointed time for us to be used. Amanda, do you have anything? There is an appointed time and there is an appointed season. Yeah. And they intersect. Mm. The sons of Issachar were special because they could discern the times and the seasons of God. And that is what we need 
to be sharpened within this hour. We need to be able to properly discern the times and the seasons. So we know when that appointed time has come. Abraham knew when the Lord showed up the appointed time. That was an appointed time to announce the coming of an appointed time that would birth the nation of Israel. And so we have to have eyes to see, ears to hear, and the wisdom to recognize the appointed times that are right now literally upon his people about to happen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Being led by the Spirit of God every day. It's the only way being led by the spirit of God every day. He'll give you what to say being led by the spirit of God every day. He'll show you things that you never knew could be being led by the spirit of God. He'll lead you supernaturally being led by the spirit of God. That was a dove right there. Hallelujah. That's crazy. I'm literally doing an utterance of the Holy ghost and the bird flies. Right over my head, like literally. Let me see if I can get back in that. Hallelujah. Being led by the spirit of God. Now, well, let me tell you, let me, let me, now this is the equipping. So I, this is prophetic coming out of me. So I want to, I want to show the viewers. I'm just listening to the inside. And when he gives the thing to say, I say it. And then I'm trusting for him to give me the next thing to say. So it's just the same way tongues can come bubbling out of you. Yes. Words can come out of you in a language that you do know. Do you know praying in in the spirit is referring to praying in tongues, but praying in tongues is praying in tongues. Praying in out of the spirit or in the spirit can also be in a language you do know because it's spirit utterance. It can be in a tongue you don't know or one you do know. So what I was doing there, I was doing like a hymn or so I, was, I can't remember what Brother Hagin used to call it, but it was coming up. And as it come up, I just gave heed to it. I stepped out in faith the same way we follow him in faith and everything we do. And as those words come up, so someone can say, well, what's prophecy like? This is it. This is as simple as it is. Now, Amanda, she'll have a powerful office of the prophet prophecy come up on her. And there's quite a bit of differences. But at the same time, um, this is the foundation of how it all works. You hear it on the inside. You allow it to come. You take that step of faith. You speak it. And as you obey and take that step to speak it, there's more utterance. And the next word, I've had it where just word by word will come, not a section. Like I just had that being led by the spirit of God. Now that came all at one time, but I've had it just a word come up. And as I would speak that word, then the next word, and then the next word. And every single word was this act and this step of faith. So being led, I'm going to get back in there right now to see if there's any more. See, I'm going to do that by faith. With all these people watching, I'm just that crazy because I've learned his voice. The same voice that told me for 20 years to sit still and not do ministry is the same voice that said, let's rock and roll and get on like Donkey Kong. Now, he didn't say Donkey Kong, but that's just a good way of how I talk. So being led by the Spirit of God is the only way that he will lead you into the brighter day, being led by the spirit of God, and you will find your divine destiny before you, being led by the spirit of God, and that divine destiny has joy and peace and love and all of the fruit of your spirit waiting for you, being led by the spirit of God. Oh, Lord, we praise your name, being led by the spirit of God, 
we worship him in the same. He can lead you and guide you to praise him. He can lead you and guide you in thanksgiving, and he can lead you and guide you unto worship because we live a life being led by the Spirit of God, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. We'd love to be able to show because, listen, what did it say? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go and read it. I mean, I, I know we're running out of time, but this is so good. I'm going to go to Bible okay. Hub. This is in Colossians. I would like for all the people to turn. I want you to see this. What okay. we're doing is we're talking about equipping you to walk mm -hmm. in the supernatural. Colossians 3, look at verse 16 with me. I'm going to go just to the New King James. Okay, I'm going to go to the New King James. Colossians, Colossians 3.16. Hallelujah. Here we go. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. This is exactly I just did an admonishing. I just did a wisdom, a teaching, and an admonishing in a psalm or a hymn, and, and, but I didn't sing it. But it was the same way. It was of the spirit of prophecy, and I admonished the hearers to do what? To be led by the spirit of God. And this is how this this is what this is. So what he's saying here is we are to admonish ourselves. That was my point. You should do this in your own prayer time. We're in your fellowshipping with the Lord. You'll hear words of English come up, and you'll speak them out. And as you speak them out. The next ones will come, and then the next ones will come, and you are admonishing yourself and growing strong in spirit, and you're developing how to be led by that utterance that comes up so that you walk into the store and you see a person and he moves on you and you've built up such a record, such um, such practice of moving in that utterance that you walk up to them and you look into the inside and those words come up. Amen. You do it in your private life because it's soon to be called out to do the public. That's where you're designed to be. Paul said, I want you all to prophesy. Amen. And it yeah. flows then. It flows. Yeah. So that's yeah. the whole point is it has to flow. Um, and so yeah. this is why it's important with our spirits, with the Lord, uh, to not let it get jammed up in our souls like the California freeway. Oh, wow. Because I know, look at her. She has never done this before, just flying in circles in the background like that. Wow. But our souls aren't supposed <laughs> to be jammed up like the California freeway, and neither is our spirits, because that's where the brambles and the tears grow, and it be it, and you want it to be open and flow from yeah. the Lord. So this is why we have to weed our garden. Our soul yeah. is our garden. We have to yeah. weed it. We have gotta, to take care of it. Yes. Got to guard that mind. That's right. Yeah. Thoughts are coming yeah, from life. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thoughts are coming from life. As we talked about earlier, yes. our thoughts are coming from death. John 10, they're coming from one, the thief, or they're coming from the giver of life. Judge every thought before you allow it in. Catch it at the gate and say, Hey buddy, uh, you're driving a nice truck there. You're trying to get in here and give me some Your crazy stuff. What you, what you got in the back of that truck? You know, like the movies, you know, the guys are trying to get the something in the, you know, the, you know, through the gate. Hey, what you got in the back of the truck? Well, every thought that comes, open up the tailgate and see what's in that thought. Check it out. 
Stop it at the gate. Don't let it in if it's not thoughts of life. Amen, Marty. That's really good. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This has been great. Yeah. Praise God. Yes. Mm -hmm. We are at an hour and 24 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. So praise God. And so this was our introduction. Yes. So our first point. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> so praise the Lord. Um, hallelujah. You know, we just want to equip. We want to equip. And I, I want to reset everyone's thinking real quickly before we go okay. that the work of the ministry is for you. And there's been just this weird teaching and deception that the, the, the pulpit or the pew was the only work of ministry. And it's not the case. It's mm -hmm. absolutely not the case. Yeah. Ephesians 4 clearly states that the fivefold ministry gifts are to get the people in the body of Christ and equip them to do the work of the ministry. So the, the ministry gifts are to train them, are to equip them, are to teach them how to prophetically speak, to teach them how to lay hands on the sick and grab a hold to the anointing and smear God on someone when they need it. That's what we teach people. And that's what I'm so excited Amanda and I are doing more and more is Grace Out Loud Grace Out Loud isn't just a name. It's taking the people of God and throwing them out there where they can be heard. It's equipping okay. the saints. Equipping the saints. Yes. God yeah. doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we are doing. That's what the Lord has called us to do. And because we need, you need to be equipped to properly yeah. go into battle. Yeah. You need to be equipped and trained. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Oh, and so... The one thing about the message tonight is um, it's one of my favorites and it's what I followed and gotten so much revelation and good stuff over the years. Uh, I mean, I promise you, Amanda and I could go six hours without, you know, blinking. Um, but what I am doing right now, because the second of December, the Lord moved on me and said 30 days to pray. I said, well, what is that Lord? He said, a lot of people are out of my plan. I want you to help them get in it the last 30 days of this year. And I looked out the calendar and it was December the 2nd in the morning when he said that. And there literally is 30 days left to the December the 31st. And wow. he literally said, and I'm like, holy moly. I love my holy moly's, Amanda. It's like, it's like a, some type of Italian food that's just this anointing of God. Holy moly. Um, you know, you, I mean, you, you understand. So, um, so with those 30 days to pray, I say, if you want to get in position like never before, stick with us. And then I would welcome you to come to loudmouthprayer.org, O-R-G. Go there and click on Start Praying Today. What that's going to do is just going to send us your email. And when we get that, we're going to turn around and begin to equip you and begin to hook you up. And we just had day 11 of the 30 days to pray. And we'll take you back and we'll take you back and be able to show you all the days in the past, because I'm having people that just joined two days ago and they're like, oh my gosh, Marty, day eight was so amazing. And they went back and started with day one because they're not real long and just shooting through. I'm telling you, there's so much revelation in following God's plan and getting in place. So I welcome you to come to loudmouthprayer.org. Click on start praying today. We're going to shoot you an email and just you know, communicate with you. And one thing I do is I call many of the people that join us. I've called well over a thousand people. So if you want to talk with me, you, I might catch you. We've been really busy, 
but I just love to call because I'm calling the saints. I'm calling the very people that we're called to equip and I want to see where they are. I want to see what's going on in their world. I want to pray for them. I want to, I want to love them and I want to help them get in position to be usable. Amen, Marty. Amen. And that's what we're going to continue to do Yeah. here Absolutely. at uh, Grace Out Loud. Yeah. Praise well, thank Lord. you for having me again, Amanda. Thank you, Marty. It was what, praise the Lord. Tonight was so anointed. It was amazing. Um, and Mart, we will be back basically with Grace Out Loud two weeks from tonight. We will announce <clears throat> when, yeah. which is putting us right at what, Marty? <laughs> the, the 26th? It's, yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. The day after Christmas. Yes, we will be back the day after Christmas here. I love with it. Grace Out Loud continuing <laughs> um, to flow in what the Lord has called us to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, praise God. Praise well, God. God bless you. Thank God you so much. You. God bless Jenny. Uh, Gumbo loves you. <laughs> Gumbo cannot stop talking about grace. Oh, I think Look, I'm. Gumbo is just so shocked at the amount of teaching that's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's been like this all day. He's been really excited. So. <laughs> I love it. Well, God bless you, Amanda. Thank God you so much. You. Thank you, Marty. Okay, that concludes Grace Out Loud for tonight. I pray you got a lot out of this tonight because the Lord is just um, allowing us to flow and we praise the Lord for that because when we flow with the Lord, there's just so much uh, revelation that you get. So before we leave, I'm just going to put up a couple things, okay, as I always do at the end of the broadcast. I think Grace is looking to get back in her cage, so I'll make it quick. If you go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARC, you can save up to 66% off of all MyPillow products. They are way more than just pillows. They have amazing dog beds that many of our animals, including our pigs, have slept on at the sanctuary. They make great gifts too, so you can go to MyPillow.com today to learn more. Uh, and also we have, which I'm going to put up very quick. If you go to amandagracegrows.com, these are these aeroponic hydroponic growers. They have indoor growers. We use them in our parrot room. You can grow vegetables year round, especially in climates like in New York, where it gets very cold. You can be growing vegetables year round and you know where they came from um, and they're pesticide free. So you can go to amandagracegrows.com uh, to learn more today. Okay, everyone, thank you so much. Uh, if you go to arcofgrace-ministries.com, there is a tab that says ways to watch. We have gone up on so many more platforms, which means Grace Out Loud is going to be up on those platforms as well. So go to arcofgrace-ministries.com, click on ways to watch, and you will see every platform that we have now gone up on. And praise God, it is many. So thank you, everyone, for tonight. Uh, we pray you learned a lot. We pray the Lord ministers to you through this um, and, and that basically you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord and hearing him and knowing him. So God bless everybody. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six. Keep the faith and we'll be back on this week. We'll announce. God bless you.